Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. I am founder of LaDukeTrading.com, CIO also of LaDuke Capital LLC. And my whole shtick is this macro to micro um, trading style. It's basically analysis, uh, education for those who are interested in learning more about the backdrop of what um, influences the uh, you know ec- the economy, which influences obviously a lot of uh, credit and equity moves. So that's really a big picture backdrop. But then I distill right down into the micro, which is the tradable setups using primarily uh, options, defined options, uh, defined risk options, and um, I do it for a living. So that's kind of my my thing, which is. And I have this little slide here, so I would make sure I cover it all. Um, I trade for a living and I support clients to do the same, both retail and institutional. This is, um, again, not just what's trading, but why. Um, I love, you know, to identify kind of like what's moving for more durable moves versus just chasing. Right. A lot of traders today that are coming in are momentum chasers. That's fine. It has a complete place, especially since I run a live trading room and there's, you know, you know, you watch and manage swing and trend positions, but you chase momentum. So it's a heck of a lot of fun. Um, in any case, this is what I do. I'm leveraging kind of the macro influences from the bond market to the equity market uh, into directional trades using primarily options. So since you have um, a bunch of option traders not only entering the market, but here for this fabulous event, um, I wanted to talk about those and the two different kinds of traders, really those who are looking for volatility and those who are really trying to avoid it. Um, and there are lots of ways to make money. The trick is not to lose it. So that's really the whole focus is um, what kind of trader are you? Do you do, do you want to anticipate and stay away from volatility or do you really look for it? Because that's what creates the directional moves. So. That's basically my um, my background of how I look at uh, sizing up the market. And then I, I, I look at three different time frames, chase, swing and trend. So my 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 absolute goal is to identify volatility coming into a stock or an asset class uh, before it happens to position or to know that when it starts taking off like hot fire flames um, to go after it. So and I use a lot of technical analysis for sure. Um, And we're going to go over that, including my famed 10-week EMA on a weekly chart. That's really important. But I have a whole bunch of other, you know, little tricks and I'll go over those. And they are standard on any charting or or trading platform. So it's I'm not selling any indicators. This is uh, not something I think is necessary. I think it's just becoming really comfortable with um, you know the, the technical analysis that you can explain in your own language, and then you know then you own it. So I use this backdrop of macro, which is kind of like economics, right? So that sounds really really boring and and intellectual, kind of like what Mark said in the prior session. So these are the deep Friday morning thoughts of Samantha. You know, this is a macro idea that I'm parsing out in my head so that I can advise clients you know, what's going to happen next. Can't help but wonder how market reacts to more fiscal inflation. We get more of it with QE. That that times with monetary tapering, you've heard about the Fed, right? Reducing asset purchases. 
in the backdrop of sticky inflation, right? Inflation expectations not only have risen very strongly, but so has actual inflation and all the talk of transitory. Well, it's still pretty darn sticky. Rents are higher, gas, food, et cetera, thus triggering U.S. dollar strength. And the, the dollar actually makes the weather. And my, my saying or my mantra is, and the rate of change determines its severity. So the faster the dollar moves, it's kind of like a wrecking ball. So I look at macro factors and then how it's going to impact like forward earnings. And then forward earnings will impact volatility. So those are big kind of background thoughts that I'm trying to kind of work through, which are not technical option trades that I'm entering and exiting. That's my backdrop. So I just want to kind of give you that flavor. And then I am um, providing a trader education service, obviously, which is I have um, my Leduc Trading Fishing Club. It's a live trading room. Uh, also a very in-depth Slack client workspace where I post my analysis and all of my trade setups. Um, I'm each, um, also uh, uh, relaunching my brokerage triggered trade alerts at the end of this summer, which come directly from IB, which is interactive brokers. So pretty cool stuff. Um, I'm a little geeky. I'm really uh, I, I built some algo risk indicators. Um, I've you know got some other products that are very much focused on standalone. But for the most part, this is my thing of timing market moves. And that's a little bit of why I've come, you know, um, into Benzing on occasion, which is, okay, timing market rotation. Um, I've been on Bloomberg and CNBC and Linzanity, which is um, Howard Lindzen, who's the owner, founder of uh, StockTwits, that kind of thing. So I use this backdrop to kind of um, help folks uh, surf the waves of rotation on any time frame, that chase, swing, or trend time frame. And options play a really important role in how you position based on your preferred time frame. So anytime a, a client in my trading room says, what about Roku or Beyond or you know the spiders or whatever, I'm like, what's your time frame? Are you working from a five-minute chart, an hour chart, intraday stuff? scalping or intraday are you working from a daily chart which is more of a kind of a swing you know trend uh, swing time frame or a weekly chart that's trend time frame in my definition but everyone has their own definition so the very first thing is when you're trading options kind of find out what kind of option trader you really are it's all about time frame and i'm going to kind of um make a, a, a reference here to a Wes Anderson film. <laughs> um, but this is really it. Have, uh, have This is last week, apparently this blew up. Okay, this was a Wes Anderson movie, con mm -hmm. film festival, freaking loved this. Everyone had a meme for this particular photo. And I went to myself, oh, I know exactly what I'm gonna talk about at Benzinga. I am absolutely gonna use this photo to help kind of um, capture options through the ages. And I want you to bear with me, okay? I'm gonna have a poll. First, I'm gonna ask you, so which, which one am I? <laughs> and more importantly, which one are you? Now, I don't wanna make assumptions, but I'm gonna make assumptions. So let's first, now that you got this picture in your, in your, in your sites, and I'm not making fun. I'm, there's a real, you know, rhymed reason to my madness. Gen Z, millennial, Gen X, and boomer. 
and I'm not going to talk about the definitions thereof. I'm just saying, take a look at this chart. What kind of trader do you think you are? There you go. Okay. All right. And then which kind of trader am I? I love this one. Oh, I can't wait to like right there. Okay. So here we go. Ready? We're going to keep going. I love, I, this. I love this. Make sure you guys let us know what you think. What you think so far, Samantha is. And let, and let me know. I want to know where I fit in. I know where you guys are going to put me. Hundred percent, really. Whether you do it quietly or in chat, I want to know what you think. What you can say, I am, or because it gives me a little um, of an idea. Or you can say what you think I am. Cannot wait until this is done. We're getting so we're we're actually all over the place, which is great. No, this is fabulous because we're going to get to why, right? Um, okay, okay. I am gonna get out of your way. Can you see the chat? <laughs> this is uh, hilarious. No, I can see it. I can see it. So I'm gonna give it like what do we got? 30 seconds left. Get them in there, get them in there because there there's there's I love the we got a lot of cross-generational uh uh chatters here. Um I wish we had an actual poll for this, Neil. Oh my god. All right, so we're almost done. So this is where I'm going with this. Okay, what kind of trader are you? What kind of trader am I? Of course, I'm, I'm putting some labels on here, but it's going to be fun and educational. We'll get to it. All right. We're almost done. Almost done. Good enough. All right. So I've already kind of given a backdrop. That's true of what macro is. We all know what the micro is. There are different types of option strategies and then tactics within it. And this is the general gist of how I want to, you know, see where who's in the audience and where you think I am. Um, but ultimately, the, the goal is for you to really, really think about time frame. OK, because everyone has a different sense of time. So I'm going to kind of reveal a little bit of who I am. Right. You're going to think boomer, but I'm using a macro backdrop. Right. So my thing is very much timing tops and bottoms. That's how I've made a career. So sector rotation and tops and bottoms. And then there's lots of meat in the middle. But the point is, I'm using this macro inflection point. I'm using intermarket analysis. I'm using quant. I'm using sentiment, technical, fundamental. I look at it all. I'm a solid generalist. So you got to find what is what interests you. I restriction is not my jam. So I really like to scan and synthesize what's going on and then make my, you know, market calls. And then I'm looking for confirmation of that. Um, but I don't have a particular like I'm married to it. I lawyer a trade. I'm looking at the bear and bull case all the bloody time because it can go against you. Don't get married to anything. Just make sure that you kind of have a, a, a language of your own that you can defend. So this is what I I do. And this is something that I can see in in tops much easier than bottoms because tops create divergences. What happens is you see in the intermarket work that I do, how the selling actually picks up underneath the surface. So I can see we're going to I'm going to assume here the boomers. OK, big money. And they're going to come in and they're going to start selling underneath the surface while retail, which is little money, but aggregate, they they collect a lot of flow and they build up, build up, you know, this momentum. But under under the surface, it is sold to you. OK, so it is very now I've been doing this a while. Right. I started out absolutely, you know, green as could be until I learned market mechanics. So I can see that there's selling underneath the surface. And a lot of it, by the way, is also options. I can see huge option moves that are coming in um, at tops and bottoms. 
directionally for what's happening a year out. Again, this is big money that comes in. So for me, growth, the value rotation is kind of a, not a, a retail concept, but a lot of um, money is made when money money flows into new sectors. Okay, you've you've heard growth, you've heard value, uh, growth and hyper growth, and you can think of it as electrification, the SPACs, the Kathy Woods, the Bitcoin, um, hyper growth plays, the work from home. I mean, pot stocks at a time. So sectors that can be very potentially large in the future get bid up all together, or you know sector rotation by rotate by, sector by sector by sector so one of the things that i look for is that money flow underneath the surface also an option flow and i'm looking to time that right when is 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 uh, momentum peaking coming back down value then gets bid up so it is always a handoff i don't know if you've noticed but the nasdaq rallies when the banks sell off and then the nasdaq sells off when the banks rally that is a quintessential kind of sector rotation move intraday. So keep, these are kind of like tools of the trade. And then of course, volatility. Volatility can be technically charted. And it, from an option standpoint, it is something that most sell. Um, selling options, you've already heard about this in volatility. It has changed dramatically since the COVID crash because a lot of um, volatility selling strategies were blown out. So three years of gains were given up in one one month um, so or one week, depending on how leveraged they were. But the point is selling VIX is a hedge fund uh, kind of dynasty, if you will, because they're made to decay. But timing when volatility is going to spike is very helpful to obviously returns and then obviously buying puts on individual stocks, right, and, and indices, timing volatility spikes is my thing. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I raised these three teenagers. Um, they're all three in college now. But the point is, I like to time volatility. But be careful because it is meant to go down. So volatility is something that um, I really focus on. So if you know that I'm a macro um, backdrop, you know that I've got this, you know, interest in sector rotation, you know that I'm interested in um, embracing volatility, you can probably figure out, um, but you might not be right. I'm actually the one with the really colorful suit. <laughs> not a boomer. And I resent that my mother's a boomer. Anyway, this I will explain. All right. So this is my definition. And by the way, I have that exact suit, but in a really, really pretty color of green, silk. Mm -hmm. Those were the days. And big hair. See the 80s? All right. So Gen Z. Gen Z, you are likely Gen Z if you're new, young trader, and you like the dopamine hits. Come on, let's be honest. We like the action. Um, gamification type moves. We definitely have a, 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 have a society that is very, very short attention span. Gamification type moves means, you know, there's not just the gaming world, but also you like the, the, the short hits. I do too, but selectively. We'll go over that. So think action, lots of action. So for example, I launched a Discord channel um, run by a woman. So this is an owned and operated Discord channel, and it is full of action. Oh, my God. And snark. My live trading room is very quiet. We're thinking. We're just doing it's next, next, next. There's no no drama, zero. I don't allow it. I'm in the zone. I don't allow it. So the Discord is for drama. 
Okay. So these guys and more and more young women are opening trading accounts. It's awesome for me to see more women come in to level up, you know, the wealth inequality, not just talking income inequality, we're talking wealth inequality. So I love that more and more women and young women in particular are opening up accounts. So, okay. I'm a huge, huge supporter of um, elevating, inspiring and, and supporting women in finance and trading. So, um, but getting back to the Gen Z thing, men or women in this age group really like momentum plays and they like it directionally and they're typically short duration. So it's kind of hero or zero. I mean, that is pretty much the whole sentiment of short duration trades. Okay. Whether it's at the money or, or out of the money, whether it's this week or next week, maybe somebody might go three weeks out at Gen Z, but typically they're looking for the, the hit. Um, that's, you know, typically the Gen Z players and they bid up like sharks feeding frenzy, um, that whole gamification of the meme stocks, right? The AMCs and the GameStop of the world. So they glom on to a particular name and they get very excited and they, they buy short duration options. All right. Millennials, did you know the average age in America is 38? It's, it's true. So this is the group that's going to rule the world and make policies once the boomers leave. Okay. So how do they trade? So growth plays, mostly since that's where they work. You know, this is for sure. Um, quant strategies and CTAs are running hedge funds um, and advanced option tactics since they think in terms of statistical edge. So millennials are obviously that kind of second tier in, which they're adding a little bit more time. Um, and it's definitely more focused on the growth area. Gen X, a little more experienced. In other words, those. Are, this is a good group for mentors, to find your mentors. This group is a bit more battle-worn. It can afford to place more concentrated bets. They know to add more time. That's probably the, the other nugget in whatever you're doing for option trades. Add more time. Just add more time. Um, Trade and, and this is a group that also trades against core positions, follows rotation, like I just mentioned, money flow, and thinks macro to micro for the most top for the most part. And then boomers, yeah, big money. And yes, it still is traditionally older white men who have not a lot of reason to move. It it works. So when that comes in, it's typically called the whale kind of option market. You, you've heard the whales. Okay, well, it, it's the same thing, whether it's stocks or options. Um, they just really, they don't care what you're doing. Um, they want to make money from it, and they are really of large size. So they're already kind of positioned. So this is that group. But when I was talking about personality styles, this is when you decide, that's kind of duration of, of time frame for option traders, typically. And by the way, the boomers are positioning leaps a year out. They're not chasing weeklies, right? They're not going to deal with that kind of drama. They want that steadiness of a trend, and they're going to go out in time a year or two. And they also know how implied volatility works, both explosions and crushes. So they're going out in time. So basically, when you see that age from that picture, also think those are typically the groups of trading styles based on time frame of the options. So... This I like because I heard this actually one time um, 
oh, and I can't remember her name, but she was presenting down at the Boston Investor Investors Group where I'm um, a member. And she said, are you a chess or a checkers person? This was directly related to options. And I thought to myself, where is she going with this? Oh, it was so obvious. So if you like directional options, you're not really a, a, a big complicated option um, player. In other words, you're not selling and collecting a credit. You're buying at a debit. OK, so those particular um, tactics within options is very, very um, statistically high in keeping premium if you know what you're doing. But the blowouts can actually be very, very severe. So there are a lot of directional traders, myself included, who use only select selling option tactics because it's just not my thing. I'm looking for lots of volatility to come into a play. So does that make sense? So a market has three directions, up, down, and sideways. If I'm a-, a hey, 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 Samantha, Samantha yeah. uh, on that point, I'm Mr. Interruption. That's my okay. job here. Um, literally paid to do it. Um, so so on your screen, you have the little thing on the bottom of your presentation that so, says like StreamYard is sharing your screen. Oh, that's such a noise. <laughs> Yeah. Got it. Thank Boom. you. There we go. All right. That okay. should that should please about uh twenty five percent of a ravenous chat. All I'm right, guys, excited. chill. Okay, chill, chill. All right. So for checkers players, no trend equals no trade, right? That means if I'm buying options, they're going to decay, and that means I'm looking for volatility to enter that stock. So I want a a move. Premium sellers of options, typically, you know, they want slow. They don't want anything dramatic because it will explode the IV and then they're going to be in some pain. Um, this is the sellers of options like I'm just kind of given that kind of example of chess. There's, there's definitely more thinking and gamesmanship and you've got to defend really actively and think two, three moves ahead. Anyway, that's kind of a, 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 an example. My thing, as far as time frames, is like this. So trades for me that typically last, okay, one to three days um, in time. I'm using an hourly chart, and I'll show you my setup. And they and I'm using options that employ that one to three weeks out, and it's often based on an hourly time frame, multiple weeks, you know. But I'm not using monthlies yet. I'm still using the weeklies, and I'm going to have a really tight, tight, tight control over it. OK, when I do swings, I'm I'm positioning. I'm not chasing something that's moving like a Roku on Friday, for example, um, or a gap up. Right. Domino's Pizza or Chipotle. All three, two had earnings and one was sympathy on snap. But the point is, those are chases that you can play along with. Um, but tight, tight, tight. The swings are typically longer. They're going to last a few weeks. Maybe it's a breakout. Um, you know, maybe it's a bounce on support, um, what have you. It, it's something that you want to kind of have more time. So using month, monthly options, one to three months out, and you want to give it a little bit more time. It has an aura of volatility. It's going to move around a little bit. OK, it, you can actually look away. <laughs> you know, you, you, you don't have to hypermanage it because you're on an hourly chart. You can kind of use some moving averages and give it a little bit more time. Trends, they're typically for me, they last several months and they can go for months and months and months, but you're going to reassess. You're going to reassess. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. 
With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yes. And some people use trends by buying stock and then selling calls against it, what have you. Some have themes that they're trying very hard to follow, like commodities, right? You've seen what happens um, of late with natural gas and the ag stocks, um, copper, you know, just goes on and on and on. We've been in a transition, obviously, of inflation. So commodities have been fabulous trend plays since last summer. Then they went into digestion. And now we're going to see what happens next. So trend trades, you give more time and you also buy further dated options, typically at the money or in the money. Okay, I know most of you are going to know what that means in the money, out of the money. I'm, I'm going to assume um, that that's basic knowledge you, you've you've already got. But this is how I do it. So when when someone asks you, um, you know, for an how are you manifesting that trade idea? You know, I'm going to just always have you think what what is the, the time frame that you realistically think price will reach that price target and then always add more time when it comes to options. So here's an example. Okay, this is kind of a guide that I wrote years and years and years ago, and I know when to break it, but this is my guide of trading options. And I wanted to put that in there so it kind of gives you a flavor. Okay, screen cap is screen capture this too. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, for example, and this is not based, by the way, on the Gen Z to boomer time frame, but it could be <laughs> like I did this years ago, probably five, eight, I don't even know. Um, let's just say you're chasing Roku on Friday, or I don't care what moved. Okay. So in this particular case, I am eyes on the prize. I'm not looking at swing and trend positions. I'm just one, maybe two trades that I'm chasing. I can have a little bit more position size. Okay. And my conviction is high because I've already sized up that this particular chart has a high probability of moving up to my price target. So I have a set amount or percentage of available equity that I use in all of my different time frames. Okay. So it might be a little bit larger in a small time frame, like two hours, because I think it's moving like hot fire flames and I'm just going to chase it versus let's see what happens next week. Where do I want to position in small caps or an earnings play or, you know, what, what have you, I'm looking for something to happen in the next few days then I'm going to just have a little starter. I want to be right. So then I can add to it. This is different from I really, I need this. It's going to take a few weeks. Let's say oil and gas plays. Okay. Oil has now done a really nice job of shaking out the weak hands, right? With that big drop last week. And now it started to stabilize. I want to buy that. I want to buy that, that dip or Bitcoin. I had made a call just Tuesday morning that GBTC was at $24 and that was support. It happened to be a moving average on a weekly that I'm very familiar with and I've seen lots and lots of chances for stocks to bounce there. So it might take a few days, it may take a few weeks, but after that long protracted down move in Bitcoin and all the Bitcoin proxies, I was interested in putting on a little swing trade in that sector. So I'm gonna start out with my normal position size, and I'm going to add to it as I'm right. Okay. And then the two month thing, 
right away. I've got lots of, 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 I've got time and, you know, I can be wrong to start, but I still am convicted in this trade. So I'm going to, I'm going to position size it. So it's like one and a half percent. By the way, position size is a personal experience. You've got to do what's comfortable for you. I love trading options because I can turn it off at four o'clock and it's done. I don't, I don't look at it again until 930 the next morning, right? So otherwise I'd be trading 24 <laughs> seven. So um, to me, the most important thing is based on your time frame, is that price target that you have in mind achievable? Be realistic, really, and then add more time. So that's the biggest question. Um, as far as, you know, date of when this thing is going to happen, you can see, you know, market conditions really matter. If the market starts to get choppy, um, my I have a saying in lieu of sector rotation, volatility reprices everything. So that means that if a market is obviously into chop mode, there's some distribution. It's not in a solid, you know, swing trend. All boats are going to be lifted and also dashed. So careful, market backdrop really matters to whatever you're trading on a short duration. And then, of course, you decide how much your stop loss is. Are you willing to risk? But that's basically it, a general trading plan that then um, you can pick your delta. You can pick your strike price. Um, and we're going to talk about gamma in a little bit. So let's talk about gamma. So there's a lot of talk last uh, year when when Elon Musk came out and said $420 funding secured and everyone was, OK, we're going there. It was really a gamma play. So gamma is an important concept to understand an option world. There's this thing you've probably read about or heard about. It's called single stock option gamma flow. So the meme stocks, for example, AMC one day had like 16 billion dollars in options traded um, it was insane. So that drives the implied volatility to outsized numbers, which, of course, means it's going to be crushed. <laughs> Market makers need to make sure of it. But I want to I want to help you understand a little bit how gamma works with using this experience, this example of, of Tesla. So last year um, and by the way, I have two great sources, Spot Gamma is um, a partner company that I highly recommend. They they do a lot of work in gamma analysis because it, ma it matters so much to your option trading. And VigTech IO for all things option flow. Um, they are just phenomenal aggregate um, data collector of option flow. And there's none better, actually. It's like an institutional product for retail that many don't know about. So Spot Gamma VigTech. But anyway, last year, the gap between the call and put Gamma from August into end of year implied that there were a lot more calls at strikes overhead. And this drove dealers to aggressively buy the stock as it went higher. So I had written that for clients. And then here's a chart. It might be a little bit hard. And again, this is before the stock split. But I, I show this because it was such a perfect chart. Tesla, 420 secured. All right. Well, Anyway, at, it, it did the um, it did the split, and then of course um, it was December when it was accepted into the the spy. But the point was the gamma and the higher stock strikes that were coming in of size plus the technicals all said, "Look at this large unusual option activity at eighteen hundred dollars when this thing was just under a thousand, and sure enough, it went up to eighteen hundred came back and digested sideways. And then there was a ginormous um, 
large unusual option activity at 2000 and sure enough it went there so why does that happen oops sorry it's a whole bunch of large call volumes forcing the market higher or that stock higher so dealers have to hedge by buying more stock and by the way the reverse is true we haven't had a down market stocks don't go down yet but negative gamma begets negative gamma, which means when we do start to have a sell-off, the real risk is that it will sell off viciously because of this gamma flow. So the reverse is true. And that's what quant analysis basically does and what gamma flow studies, okay? So my favorite indicators for looking on a chart, you know, this 10-week EMA, absolutely, I use it on a, on a daily, I use, um, three, eight, and 21 primarily. I also have 55 and 100 and 200. On an intraday, I have my, I, every single chart to me has a, a particular set of indicators that I'm just really comfortable with. You have to find your own. Chart patterns, candlesticks, moving averages, trend lines. Um, this is what, you know, uh, can definitely be explored in a live trading room, but your own study. There are tons of free information out there. Benzinga has been fabulous for talking through these oscillators, momentum indicators, gap trading. Oh, my. So your study is just beginning and it will never end. Um, I do recommend, however, that in order for you not to end or be taken out anytime, you know, early in your, you know, journey of option trading, Trade small. I personally trade small, but frequently. <laughs> so as I just showed you. Um, and I trade momentum both directions, long or short. I don't have a long only book. I definitely, definitely look to anticipate volatility. And it's based on overbought, oversold, my definition of, right? And then I do position with value um, plays, especially because they just don't require so much attention. Okay, so the main, the third mantra that I kind of talked about, right, is define your time frame. Make sure you add time more than you expect because you're going to need it, especially until you get really comfortable. And don't risk more than you're willing to lose. Those are the three major takeaways I'd really like you to keep in mind, you know, for this, um, you know, for this particular overview as you're learning the nitty gritty, but you're also kind of big picture, that should be the backdrop. Know your time frame, add more time to your option tactic, and definitely don't risk more than you're willing to lose. So let me just kind of show you a little bit on a chart and then answer questions because um, I know I have time. I'm not going to race through it. I just wanted to get through kind of concepts and then we can kind of drill into particular charts. Sound like a plan? Um, my daily routine, low risk entries matter right? Low risk entry means that if you're wrong, you're gone. Hopefully that, you know, this is, you, you employ stops, but you also have a, a, a really solid reason for why you go in. And then, then if it goes against you, you're like, okay, I'm going to try that again another time. Don't be afraid of taking small losses because this is a 100% injury sport, kind of like football. You're going to get hurt. Okay. It's just a question of how bad and you're training, you know, into that you know, injury um, and how quickly you recover. So this particular event of losing is going to happen. So don't risk more than you're willing to lose. Um, for me, I identify about top three to five chases based on market moving news every day. So again, I'm doing this in my live trading room. So I got this, you know, 
Benzinga, what's going on? Ooh, that earnings release was good or bad. How's the market reacting to it? Um, you know, there's something that came up, of course, headline news. Ah, oh, maybe Powell will get re you know, replaced, whatever. I'm looking for market moving news to identify the highest probability chases. Typically, it's also in coordination with stuff that I've already identified. So I'm already excited about a Bitcoin bounce. I'm already excited about, you know, Roku or, you know, whatever. The point is, I have already a list that I'm working with and then I'm looking for the news to kind of give it a boost or, oh, that didn't work out. Let's, that's not going to work. So I also, during the day, am confirming my best swing continuation plays or ones that aren't working, right? So the reopening trades of airlines aren't working so well, but the oil and gas plays are bouncing nicely. So those types of, you know, review, the Myrna, Moderna, sorry, MRNA, um, that just is hot fire flames. We're going to need vaccines for a long, long time. So stick with that. And I'm looking at literal price targets, but my argument for getting into that trade hasn't changed. And then trend reversals. I am looking for, of course, inflection points when the market is going to experience volatility or when sectors are going to rotate. Um, so this is important. It can also be a particular uh, theme with a, a work from home play that's not going away or a commodity play that is just continuing to perform beautifully like coal or natural gas. So whatever I'm going through every day and looking at the chases, the, the swings and the trends. And then my daily tools, of course, technical analysis, my fave indicators. I'm looking for money flow, um, option tactics to leverage. And let's talk a little bit about which ones I am kind of using. But I'm looking at um, timing with directional calls like I just had with that uh, option um, guideline, right, which is directional calls. And then if I need more time in a swing, hold on, I should probably put that back. Um, I'm using a spread most often. And then in trends, let me go find that. Here it is. And then with trends, I typically will get involved in what's called a financed call spread. I buy a call spread and then I sell puts to finance it. These are all debits, by the way. They, this is still a debit strategy. Um, but, you know, again, are you chess or checkers? Are you Gen Z or boomer? So I tend to trade around core positions. I tend to chase only because it is, you know, boring to just have swings and trends. And I like that action. Um, and it keeps me in the rhythm of the market so that I can define, you know, what's next. So this is timing, risk reward. Um, exits, however, pay. So how do you kind of come up with your part, your profit targets? I, I know people have said, oh, don't have a profit target. I am a absolute believer in profit targets and stop losses. So I feel very firmly based on my technical analysis where stuff is going to go. And I'm not often honestly surprised. Like Roku's explosive move on Friday was outsized. So it moved a little bit more. You know, GameStop, I expected 240, but not 460. Okay, so there are times where I'm like blown away how that, that gamma flow can explode a stock. But typically, it is pretty technical, a trade and anyway for a profit target, which should align with your strike. So... I like this idea of, you know, you find your own secret sauce that works for you. You're not going to emulate my style. Um, and Henry David Thoreau, it's not what you look at that matters. It's what you see. B 
being able to, you know, interpret the market in a language that you understand, that's your own thing and, and own it. Um, and then of course, technical analysis for sure will help you kind of manage a position, um, enter a position, know when to hedge a position, know when to cut bait. Um, that's obviously my fishing theme on my website. And then of course, option strategies, time frame, right? From Gen Z to Boomer, uh, short duration to very long duration, and then the position size, don't risk anything you're, you're not willing to lose. So I know I have some um, moments. Definitely let me know what um, you want to take a look at. I will find my charting software and show you on a little bit more kind of the technical analysis stuff. But this is a weekly time frame. This is a day and this is an hour. So that's is for me anyway, chase, swing and trend. Down here, this happens to be TC2000 just because I can put everything I want on it. Um, watch lists, I can create my own indicators, but I can also stream all the option data, right? So I can see, you know, I can, I can basically come up with what I want for option flow and see when it comes in to a play. Um, and then I can decide if I want to chase, swing, or trend trade it. Um, moving averages. He mentioned, uh, Neil was, you know, great in kind of mentioning the 10-week. Just as an example, here's kind of a clean look. But this is really important. And I, I tell you, I, I can't tell you how much this has helped me <laughs> um, kind of stay calm. But right here, this is the weekly, right? This gray, I can get a nice clean one so it doesn't, okay, here it is. Okay, you see this gray? Okay, that is a 10-week EMA. And yes, you can see that in some cases it's pierced it and then it's gone right back above. You can also see some places it's pierced it but closed above. This is a trend trading indicator for me. So big picture, this is market backdrop. As long as it stays and closes above the 10-week, I don't care what stock it is, it's gold. It's not done. Don't try and, 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 and time it. Having said that, candlesticks are fabulous. Back here, this was an absolute bearish engulfing. And we did have an, a pullback that happens to be a 21. And that was fabulous. But once it got back above the 10 week, we're, we're, we're bullish again. So you can do this in the same kind of manner on a shorter duration. And by the way, I don't care what the stock is here. Um, and you can give me names and I'll show you. Uh, candlesticks, Bollinger Bands, moving averages, trend lines, support, all that jazz. It's very, very helpful to timing uh, twists and turns. Um, and this is a 55 week moving average, which, uh, sorry, day moving average, which has defined so far moments where SPY has bounced vigorously, right? And we did it again. One of these days it's going to break, but until then, it's still bullish. So any, and I do, and this is distribution, this is a mess. So one of my convictions recently was that small caps were going to roll over. And reason why, you can kind of see this distribution since February. Didn't close, didn't close. Oop, there was our first close. Bounced, but couldn't take out the high and then just rolled over. So that is a situation where also trend lines, they were taken out. Here's prior support. We bounced right back inside. So level by level, even though this is a weekly call, I'm doing chases. A much shorter duration because look at this puppy. It went all the way down to price target on Monday. And then I said, 
that's that's it. It looks done. My five my five day rule. We're on a weekly price target, and cues were then starting to sell off. It's a great opportunity for a bounce, a chase. In other words, it's only going to last a few days, but it's a high probability chase or GBTC. Look at this. Two, this is a one hundred. GBTC is by the way a proxy for Bitcoin. You got MicroStrategy, Mara, Riot. It tagged perfectly the one hundred EMA. And when it broke the 10 week, by the way, I have to tell you, look at this gorgeous trend higher. It was violet, came back in, violet came back in, but it never broke the 10 week until here, it gapped down. And guess when that was? The coin IPO. So this helped me identify this was broken. And we rallied into, into resistance, broke down more, rallied a little bit more, broke down more. So there are still bounces within a trend. This trend broke. And this was a fabulous chase. Does that make sense? So I'm using technical analysis. And this, by the way, doesn't have options. But in a case of Roku, at a price target on a daily because it was doing this. This is a pattern, right? I'm seeing on a weekly. We've done a great job of getting back above the 10-week. We've moved very sharply higher. The, the pullback was shallow. Here's on a daily. Ooh, it looked really good. This particular candle. This is when I recommended it. Let's see what it does at the trend line. Can we get above it? It did get above. It closed right there. And then hot fire flames when Snap reported yesterday. So my price target was taken out. I was very humble just looking for 448. That's it. Because typically they don't go up like that. But my point is options, depending on what time frame you have, if you are a big trend uh, excuse me, um, you know, you're not doing this during the day. You're looking at this as I have some durable themes that I really like and you want to put some positions on and, and not micromanage it. Then you really want to be concerned with this whole concept of low risk entry. Oops, sorry. Didn't mean to do that. Um, and very much focused on time frame, adding time and knowing kind of really honestly, what kind of trader you are. And if you are interested in um, the Discord uh, channel, which is very busy, I will admit, um, this is very much focused on action. It's a fabulous way, though, for teaching, uh, especially if you're new. And Rithika is a diehard option trader. If you're more geeky and you're just looking for some, uh, you know, some algo uh, triggers for when volatility is coming into your trade intraday, this runs every 30 minutes, the risk range Go with the flow is twice a day and portfolio hedger is only once a day. Um, these are some fabulous um, options for you. I am found here on LaDukeTrading.com. I also have um, to let you'll see services. I've got the fishing club, the risk indicators, the discord server. You can follow me on Twitter. You know, I'm not I'm not too far away. Um, I definitely have an opportunity for anyone who wants to kind of learn what's moving, why it's moving, and how with a Benzinga offer, which is focused on my monthly fishing club, all of my client workspace in Slack, where I'm posting uh, you know, why the market is moving, what I expect next, price targets across indices, um, basically all asset classes from rates literally to commodities, to crypto, to equities. Um, this is this is where I put all of my attention. And then the, the discord is very much focused on the chases and then the algos for the risk indicators. I can be 
really available to answer any questions, just let me know. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com.